We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a little bit about the fine folks at ExpressVPN who have helped us out dramatically in terms of running this channel. What do I mean by that? Well, if you've used the NFL's American Game Pass, you've probably found that there's limited access to all 22 and also no live access to games. That's actually very different from the International Game Pass plan, which has both full all 22 footage and full access to games. So, I'm international going to school, and Tyler and Steven are back in the United States still finagling with that Game Pass to try to get the footage that they need to do the breakdowns on the channel. So I said, well, what if I get Game Pass internationally, and then you guys can use a VPN? Uh, And after that discussion, ExpressVPN actually came and said, hey, we want to partner with you guys. So that's been awesome to deal with them. Uh, They have been great for the show and have helped us pump out these breakdowns that we know you guys have been watching on the channel. And of course, uh, when we talk about ExpressVPN, their uses go far outside of football. There's plenty of shows on Netflix in America that aren't available elsewhere and vice versa because, well, maybe that one's on HBO Max and maybe that one's on Hulu. So there's plenty of uses for ExpressVPN to get regionally based uh, exclusive internet content. And so we want to let you go to ExpressVPN and explore yourself. So that's why if you go to expressvpn.com guilty, again, that's expressvpn.com guilty, you can get a three-month free trial on us. So that's our promise to you, and we know that you're going to love ExpressVPN just as much as we have if you're football fanatics like us. So if you want to see that really pretty Justin Herbert pass that you saw live on CBS that week again, but you want to see it in that beautiful All-22 and plenty of different camera angles, you can again go to expressvpn.com guilty to start your three-month free trial today. Hey guys, welcome inside the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven. I am your host. We're here to preview the Chargers and Bengals upcoming matchup. And joining me today to do that is a former Bengal, former NFL broadcaster and Emmy winner and the host of the Believe in Bengals podcast for the Believe in Podcast Network, Mr. Solomon Wilcots. Thanks for taking the time to join me, man. How are you doing today? Steven, doing great, man. And uh, thanks for having me on with you today. Yeah, really excited about this one. I, I wish that we could uh, be seeing this game on Sunday Night Football, your former uh, 
job as as Sunday Night Football sideline reporter, but you know it is what it is. A big game nonetheless. What's the mood in Cincinnati this week, coming off two big wins, uh, particularly against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, everyone's excited about this one. There's no doubt, and obviously people are stoked about where the Bengals are and how they're challenging and sort of one of the up and coming teams in a really tough AFC North division. All four teams are above 500. And uh, they've beaten everyone. They still have to take care of the Cleveland Browns, who beat them rather badly earlier this season. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the big bullies of the division, that being the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, feel like they've taken care of them. But Joe Burrow, he won't let them rest on that. He's like, look, we stumbled and failed against the Jets, right? He said, so we can't look past anyone. And, you know, he's a very serious young man. And he's not going to let anyone stray in terms of their focus. Well, I'm glad you brought up Joe Burrow because that's always where I like to start with the quarterbacks in, in each game, right? Because it's obviously the most important position on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of growth have you seen from Joe Burrow and, and this Bengals offense by extension in Burrow's second year in the NFL? I think, you know, clearly he amazed everyone during his rookie campaign in terms of just how heady he was, not just being able to know the playbook, But even beyond what any good rookie would do, he knows defenses very well. He can get them out of bad plays and check into even better plays. He he sees things even before they happen. I remember even earlier this year, he saw um, the linebacker sort of fan out even pre-snap. He could tell that there weren't going to be anyone behind the line. He just, instead of calling a quarterback draw, he just took it and ran with it and was able to convert on third down. And he's he's doing things that you don't expect of a player his age. And so uh, you just hope that he continues to develop in that way. Yeah, I remember he did that uh, in week one last year against the Chargers, right. you know, when the Chargers right. had uh, right. you know, a bit of a dime package. And you know, I think it was Denzel Perryman kind of went over towards the slot and you see Joe Burrow make a little check and it was a quarterback draw for a touchdown. Right. So uh, I hope it doesn't have too much on, on Sunday, but it's going to be fun watching Burrow and Herp in their first ever action against each other this week. You know, I, I've been anticipating this game. I had this one marked on the calendar. You reminded me that they did play each other last year, except Herbert didn't play in that yeah. one. That was Tyrod Taylor, right? Remember, and then it was only a few weeks after that when Herbert kind of took over. And, uh, and then, of course, obviously Burrow was out at the end of the year. But now they're both healthy. They're in the yeah. lineup. You know, this is really, they're the best of that quarterback class from 2020. And to see these two guys go at it, I think they're they're going to be in this league for a long time. I think they're going to have bright careers. And so this is the first of what we hope will be many matchups between these talented young quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, you know, that, that's just another reason why I was, I was hoping that they would flex this game to Sunday Night Football because so, yeah. you know, the whole country could see this kind of matchup. But I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about the offensive line. Uh, for the Bengals because I think they surprised a lot of people, you know, depending on which side of the, the debate you were on, you know, passing on Panay Sewell or passing on Rashawn Slater uh, and selecting Jamar Chase. So we'll talk about Jamar in a second, but how has the offensive line gelled this year? I know they, they Jonah Williams is healthy. They signed Riley Reif to uh, a small deal. So um, what's the status of the Bengals offensive line this year? I can tell you, first of all, I was in the Panay Sewell camp. Not because I did not like Jamar Chase. I could just tell you that right now because I told yeah. myself, I said, look, if they take Jamar Chase, I'm not going to quibble, right? I'm not, I'm not going to whine. Uh, but I just felt after last year watching Joe just get bludgeoned, okay? Yeah. He was beat up 
a lot and then obviously didn't finish the season healthy. You know, one quick way to ruin a quarterback's career early in the cradle, right, is allow him to get hit and beat up, you know, during their rookie campaign and then going into the second year. We all feel that if you don't finish that second year healthy after what happened last year, you're really putting his career in jeopardy. So the best way to protect that would be the offensive line. They did not take Panay Sewell. They brought in someone like Jamar Chase, who he's very familiar with, and that's paid off for him. I mean, that that kind of chemistry that they have and talking to Jamar Chase, he'll even admit it, uh, that, you know, he, he and Joe working together has helped to propel his career. Joe will admit having him as a safety blanket has been phenomenal. And then Frank Pollock, the offensive line coach, has mm-hmm. done a wonderful job at getting the five guys to jail there, it was bad early on. Now that first month was very dicey. I can't tell you how many free runners I saw running at the quarterback, and he was getting hit. And even when they played the Packers, Aaron Rodgers kind of pulled him to the side after the game and said, "Hey, dude, you know how good you are, but you got to get down. You can't, you can't keep <laughs> taking these hits." So even other veteran quarterbacks in this league are concerned about Joe Burrow. That tells you how good he is. But it tells you how likable he really is. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, you know, the Chargers have, have gone through some of that as well. You know, Patrick Mahomes in the in Justin Herbert's first start was like, "Hey, man, you got to get down. Don't take those That's hits on the right. sideline." So it really is a learning curve. You know, Justin has really showed a, a, a large improvement in that area this year. He slides, you know, relatively early. You know, he he's like, "Hey, man, I'm not. I don't care about these two yards. I care about staying healthy." Yeah. Yeah. Look. Remember when Teddy Bridgewater, the fans, kind of got on him because of a Melvin Gordon fumble and the defender scoops it up. I think it was Darius Slay against the Eagles. He's yeah, running yeah. it back. And then Teddy Bridgewater kind of goes in but doesn't go in. And he catches <laughs> flack about it. Like, people want these quarterbacks to kind of take care of yourself, protect yourself. But then you yeah. want them to be Superman at a moment. And I just think that, you know – you got to just get out there yourself and then you figure out how you want to play the game. Every guy's got to decide that for himself. But if you ask any general manager, does he want Justin Herbert going in to make that tackle, okay, like a linebacker, okay? They're gonna, I guarantee you, um, Telesco would say, hey, no, 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 no. That's not your job. <laughs> now, our running back shouldn't fumble the ball. So, you know, let the other yeah. guys tackle him, live to fight another day. I remember Brady, Tom Brady, a few weeks ago threw an interception, and he just stood there. Like, he didn't even bother to go make He just stood there. Because even if you attempt to go make the tackle, forget about getting hurt on the tackle. Some guy can come clock you. Sure. He can he can say he's blocking you, right? But that's – you know how many of us live to get a free hit on a quarterback? <laughs> so now that quarterback, by making like he's going to go get the tackle – He's just opened himself up, right? He's got a big bullseye on his head. So, no, if you're a quarterback and ball has changed hands, there's some fun. Well, unless it's you're in a playoff game and it's in a real critical situation. But on Sunday, week to week, live to fight another day because there will be another day. But if you get in a playoff game or a Super Bowl, now you got to give it up, right? You really do. You have to give it up. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, uh, you mentioned Jamar Chase. Obviously, everybody knows about him. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about some of the others in Joe Burrow's supporting cast? I know T. Higgins is is relatively well-known because of his recent draft stock, but uh, can you tell our listeners about the rest of the other guys, if you will? 
Yeah, first of all, you know, T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, and, and Joe Burrow, they were on the field at the same time, right, in that mm-hmm. national championship game, right, when LSU played Clemson. Yeah. And um, T. Higgins is a guy that, you know, played with, um, you know, Deshaun Watson. He played with Trevor Lawrence. He's a big-time guy. Should have been a first-round pick. The Bengals were very fortunate to get him in the second round. The same year they got Joe Burrow. I mean, how about yeah. that? That's kind of hitting, putting the ball, uh, the, excuse me, the bat on the ball and hitting it out of the park. But you've got T. Higgins, and obviously Tyler Boyd, we feel like he's one of the best slot corners in all of football. The guy's a former running back, turned receiver, so he's really good in terms of yards after the catch. And then you have Jamar Chase, so that's your trio of receivers. And then C.J. Uzama is a guy at the tight end position who really has come on um, beginning with the emergence of Joe Burrow. So last year we kind of discovered who is this guy. And this right. year he's really taken off. And whenever those guys are getting double covered on the outside and they're bracketing the receivers, he's getting left one-on-one and he can win. Now, yeah. you know, no, I love, I love Duran James against any tight end in this league. So, right. I'm, never, so I'm not going to say that CJ's ready to beat the safety like Duran James. Because I think I think a lot of Derwin James. I think he's one of the great ones in our league. But you know, Joe Mixon is really the straw that stirs the drink. Now he's mm, yeah. he's the guy that makes the whole thing go. And this offense is phenomenal when that run game gets going. When he gets going, he can catch it coming out of the backfield. You know, he and Austin Eckler came out in that same draft class in 2017 mm-hmm. with Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette and. Alvin Kamara, James Conner. It was one of the best running back crops yeah. in recent memory and I think one of the best in NFL history. So we get to see Austin Eckler and, and Joe Mixon on the field um, this Sunday together. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a, a – I'm not going to say it. It's, it's going to be not fun to watch, man. The, yeah. the Chargers on defense is abysmal. They're the last in the league. Uh, it's just going to be, you know, very interesting, like – you know, last week, the only reason that the Chargers started to stop the run against the Broncos is because the Broncos started throwing the ball. So yeah. if the Bengals are really focused in on running the ball, then I think we could see another 150 and, and two kind of game from Joe Mixon this week. First of all, you should be happy that this wasn't flexed and becoming a night game <laughs> because it's cold in Cincinnati at night this time yeah. of year. Yeah, You're going to get at least 20 degrees 10 to 15, maybe 20 degrees warmer during the day at 1 o'clock on Sunday yeah. than at 8 o'clock Sunday night. I can just flat out tell you. So Chargers should be happy about that. Secondly, two guys you got to pay attention to is the two edge rushers, and Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendricks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, just tell Justin for me, because I like Justin, <laughs> get rid of the ball, man. These two guys are heat-seeking missiles. Yeah. Now, they come out, they get after it. The Bengals have found they don't need to blitz a whole lot if they can generate pressure with just a four-man rush. And their secondary has been uh, timely at making plays lately. Now, I do think the receiving core for the Chargers is going to test them a bit. Mm -hmm. But this will be a good game. I think it will be a high-scoring game. And I think both offenses and both quarterbacks are going to have to persevere. I really do believe that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, the matchup, particularly with Rashawn Slater. I mean, he's been really holding his own this season. I think he should be in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but, you know, that's another uh, conversation for another day. But, you know, 
the the right tackle spot has been a big weakness for the Chargers. So, you know, this is going to be a big challenge for uh, Storm Norton and Rashawn Slater against those two edge rushers. Trey Hendrickson, man. <laughs> that was a, that was another move that everybody was really criticizing and harping on. But, you know, he's yeah. been uh, – I was just looking today. He's, he's top five in pressures and sacks and pass rush yeah. win rate. So, uh, seems to be working out for sure. Over the last two years, the Bengals hit it out of the park in free agency. They've spent smartly – um, Von Bell, um, obviously Larry Ogunjobi, Trey Hedrickson, DJ Reader. He came over in last year's class this year. You had Trey come over. You had Larry Ogunjobi. You had Mike Hilton, the former Pittsburgh Steeler, yeah. who's come over to play in the secondary, former Dallas Cowboy and University of Colorado defensive back. Um, Chidobe Awuzi, who we absolutely love. Um, he's become our really our best corner. Um, but you take Vaughn Bell and Jesse Bates, we'll put that safety tandem up against anyone. Um, and then I think what Shadobi Awuzie has brought over, and then Mike Hilton, it's just that experience and um, the expectation of winning. And uh, so they brought something special with them. They don't carry the baggage of how many times they've lost to the Steelers and all that. They just came in with a new attitude, with a new brand. And obviously Joe Burrow is a born winner. The guy, I mean, think about this. Urban Meyer didn't want him at yeah. Ohio State. You know, he's up in that – he's from that northeastern corner up there in Ohio where all the tough football players have all come from because <laughs> that's right on the border of, of, of western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, mm -hmm. okay? A bunch of poor guys hacking it out and just learning how to be blue-collar dudes when they play the game. And all he does, he doesn't whine, he doesn't cry, he transfers, he goes to LSU. Two years later, he won the national championship. Arguably, Stephen, one of the greatest college football seasons that we've ever seen a player have. Yeah. He, he just got better and better. Every week the games got bigger, he got better. And he shredded the competition going away, man. And uh, he, he brought that kind of leadership. The guy's a born leader. He's phenomenal. That's why I love both these quarterbacks because Herbert, Herbert is a West Coast guy. He seems to be, you know, big, tall. I remember coming out in the draft. I said, this guy getting off the bus? Oh, he looks the part now. He <laughs> yeah, looks the absolutely. part. And that's what everybody watches a play. Like, if you could draw him up, they would look like Herbert, right? Mm -hmm. He really would. And he's got all the tools, academically gifted. He really is a gifted yeah. mind academically. So had no problem learning the playbook. And that's where both these guys are very similar. They're very right. bright. They're very tough. And they're really great leaders. And they played a lot at the collegiate level. So when they yeah. came into our league, they were they were ready. They played in big-time programs. They were four-year guys. So when they came here, they were both ready. And that's why I'm excited to see them on Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. I, I want to get your thoughts finally on uh, the coach, Zach Taylor, because I know – Again, you know, the public criticism of him was pretty vocal uh, over the last couple of years, but it really seems like now uh, a lot of people are really buying into him as being the right coach. Obviously, you mentioned Joe Burrow uh, being the right quarterback. So what's what's the vibe around Coach Taylor these days? Hey, listen, uh, I look at Brandon Staley. It's kind of similar. Brand, Brandon Staley, I think he's just wonderfully clever. I think he is a very imaginative. You know, he's from around here with the school uh -huh. University of Dayton. So it's That's kind right. of a homecoming for him. And people should know that in the state of Ohio, it's giving you some of the great coaches the game has ever seen. Okay. Yeah. 
not only the Belichicks, but the Nick Sabins and the, the Stoops, the Grutens, they're all from here. They're all from here. Sean McVay as well. They're all from right here. It's, oh, it'll, it'll, right. it'll shock you to me. Don Shula, Weave, you, all of them, right here from here, great state of Ohio. And with the list just goes on and on. Um, but uh, when it comes to just, you know, taking a look at, at these two teams and these quarterbacks, um, I think what we're going to get is just really just, you know, some good coaching that have poured into the quarterbacks. And so for Zach Taylor, he's been a guy that when he came in, we thought he was really green. But if you go back a couple of weeks ago against the Raiders, the Bengals scored on each of their last four possessions in the game, Steve. They yeah. just went right downfield, blew the game wide open. Do you know against the Pittsburgh Steelers when they picked it up, they scored on five straight possessions to start the game. So they went nine straight possessions from one game to the next, having scored on every single one of them. So yeah. I got to give the play caller, I got to give the play caller a little credit. He's he's growing before our very eyes. And I think you guys will feel the same way about Brandon Staley over time. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, right now for the Chargers fans, you know, that four and one start really kind of uh, played with our emotions a little bit, but obviously falling back down to earth recently, but I'm really excited about this one. I want to get your uh, final predictions, if you will, of uh, who you think wins and by how much. Well, of course the Bengals are going to win, <laughs> but I don't think this game is going to be a runaway. I think they're going to score a ton of points. Um, and I think the Bengals have scored um, 40 points in each of their last right, yeah. two games. Yeah. And um, so, you know, they've been they've been doing a really good job. So I don't know that they'll get 40, but I do think they'll get their 30. Um, but I could see this game being about a 35 to 27 ball game. I'm going to go with uh, the Bengals in this one. But the Chargers are formidable, particularly offensively. Yeah. I, I think they're formidable. And I want to say this because it's been a while since I've been on. And because the team, you know, the Chargers had kind of left the San Diego area. But I know you're all in the Southland. I know you got L.A. and I know you got uh, parts of San Diego. I remember I used to call a lot of Charger games when they were still in San Diego, Steve. Yeah. And I used to get killed by the fans because <laughs> in 2001 and uh, 02, I was really keen on this very young quarterback who I kept telling the people that this kid's going to be a great player, so just stick with him. And that player happened to be a guy by the name of Drew Brees. And, oh, man, they were killing me. I had the fans there, they were like, he's, he's a bum. He's not going to be great. This guy. And then, obviously, if you look at all the record books, he's going on to be one of the most prolific quarterbacks the league has ever seen. So, yeah. you know, Phillip Rivers did a lot to help, I think, the fans there get, get over that. But it still, yeah. it still stays with me how uh, the things that Drew had to go through early in his career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if Philip Rivers weren't who he was, you know, I think a lot of us would feel differently uh, about what that that decision was like. And, you know, I, I was actually talking to my to my wife the other day about just like how strange a decision that would be like today. Like, can you imagine you have Drew Brees in year three and you draft a quarterback in the top four? Like that would be you'd get crucified as the GM if you did that today. And I can tell you it would be even better that very same year. They actually had the first overall pick, and they traded down because yeah. uh, they were so spooked after the Ryan Leaf thing. They didn't even want to use the first overall pick on a guy by the name of Michael Vick. Remember that? <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, traded right. down. Now, they ended up hitting the home run because they got a guy by the name of LaDainian Tomlinson, 
right in the first round, and then they, with the first pick in the second round, they got they got Drew Brees. But listen, I, I love the guys who were doing all the select. Remember, it was AJ Smith and all those guys. They did a wonderful job at building Chargers teams in those times. Yeah, and obviously we uh, we hope to. Return to those kind of uh, glory days, if you will. When uh, Solomon, this has been great for me, man. I've really appreciated your time here today. Where can uh, Chargers fans find some of your work if they want some great Bengals intel ahead of the matchup this week? Obviously, you can go to my Twitter handle, at Solomon's Wisdom. Uh, but you can also catch me on Sirius XM NFL Radio Channel 88, Monday through Friday. Um, I'm the host of a show called The Opening Drive. That's Seven to, to 10, I should say, seven to 10 Eastern time. So that's pretty early on the West Coast. But yeah. It is a three hour show, so you can catch us on the back end. But that's Monday through Friday on Channel 88, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Sounds good, man. Well, I re- really appreciate your time again today and uh, really looking forward to this game on Sunday. All right, Stephen, all the best to you. Likewise. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.